Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Broken Engine Mounts. Hello. What is? Uh, what's going on? <laughs> uh, not not too much. The exasperated one. What the? Oh. <laughs> you know, it's just been one of those days. It's all good. <laughs> I think what really finally clicked my brain over was walking into one of the kids' rooms and finding two toys toy buckets setting on top of each other kind of like a like a uh, I don't know like a like a hamburger box from McDonald's so it's like the two pieces and you can open it up like a clam I lifted the top yeah. off and on the inside I found a cup and the cup was three quarters filled with water and also in the cup were like little itty bitty uh, teeny tiny bits of uh, paper that had been delicately and precisely <laughs> shredded with very very nimble fingers and then there was like a what? couple of dice okay. thrown in there, okay. plus a little fuzzy ball and a cotton ball. And then stuck into the water in the cup was a stuffed rabbit that had soaked up a lot of water. And then next to this was another thing filled with water and little bitty, teeny, tiny shredded pieces of paper. <laughs> and that's when I'm I... I'm very uh, confused. <laughs> That's when I uh, decided I, you know, I'm done for the day. <laughs> um, was there an interrogation as to what this elaborate construction is, or maybe why it was created? No, or is that no, still to come? No, that's we. It was just told to be gotten rid of, and destroyed. So, oh. <laughs> Because I didn't have, <laughs> okay. didn't really feel like finding out the origins of said mystery project. <laughs> the origin story of this mysterious. I thought it best to, you know, Mark. for my sanity and everyone else's safety, if this was just, you know, uh, <laughs> gotten rid of. Now, the great and from my perspective, beautiful irony of this particular incident is the the little piece of information that once when Colin was young listeners he took string or yarn a ribbon perhaps I don't exactly recall which and created an extraordinarily elaborate spider web Type creation throughout the his entire room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. And so, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's my <laughs> something about turns out. That's great. <laughs> something like that. I don't really know, but that's what. <laughs> <laughs> And 
it's like, I, oh, it's fine. It's just like, I always discover these kind of projects. Mostly just so weird. Like, it's this is weird. bizarre. <clears throat> I tend to discover these projects as we are getting ready for bed. So it's like at the but end yes. of the day, uh, you know, getting while you're up. already doing like 15 things, like yeah. 15 things, we're running late, everyone's tired, and then it's like, and this, okay, <laughs> yes, uh, one more thing. It's like it's overwhelming and strange, and then mostly just like really strange. Like what? Why? <laughs> what is this? I don't understand. I understand. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you know. Showing creativity. That's true. That mm-hmm. is true. I feel sorry for the rabbit, though. Sorry, small <laughs> rabbit. That's um, unfortunate. So, you know, innocent bystanders, I guess. Yeah. And true. Yeah, other than that, that's um my day's been well and yeah, my day's been un- uneventful. That's other than the last thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it's all right. Mine's been relatively uneventful. Like my brain finally turned on today and said, Oh, you're in school now. Haha. <laughs> so like I <laughs> Okay, got it. School mode activate. It's a little laggy uh, on the uptick here after break. Like Monday, it was like, uh, what's happening? Where am I? <laughs> and I'm really glad that we didn't record Monday because after of a whole day of using my teacher voice after like basically not talking to anyone for two weeks, my throat was like destroyed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. That's, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah, so. It's one of those things like, man, I forget about how loud I speak during the day on a general, mm-hmm. like, goings on. So, yeah, we just kind of, yeah, I kind of got remembered what was going on kind of back in the swing of things. So going back again. So kind of got the rest of the week already planned out and ready for next week. So well, that's nice. But uh, it took a few days to kind of be like, what am I doing? Where are we? What's happening? <laughs> Getting your bearings again. Yeah, it's kind of resetting your bearings about like, oh yeah, school. What's it? And then I always forget about like, <clears throat> so we have this thing and it's called, um, it's like, it's uh, the full name is a response to intervention. Um, it's, we, it's RTI is what we call it. And like, it is a tiered, um, um, directed reading instruction time. Okay. Right. So like we kind of based on test scores and performance in, in language arts classes, we've split the kids up into there's five groups of our kids. So like, one group goes to like that's when they go to ELL, you know, um, those English language learners, mm-hmm. right? And then another group goes to like a Title One like stuff, and then the remaining kids get split up between myself and the other two sixth grade teachers, and it's like <clears throat> kind of extra 
really direct reading and writing instruction time, like language arts skills, you know? Okay. And so just like skills that they missed or they needed and it's tiered. So like one group is a high group, one group is kind of the middle group and one group's the lower readers and stuff. Right. <clears throat> so they can get more instruction and things they need help with and stuff like that. At and their, I always forget about too. At, more at their level instead of like at sixth grade level, it's more directed at where are they actually reading or where are they actually performing? Right. Like, <laughs> so the one group, you know, if you have a bunch of kids that are, consistently scoring seventh and eighth grade on the reading well they're doing more advanced things the kids that are pretty close to grade level are just getting extra practice on their grade level and the kids that are lower are getting extra practice on skills they need to try to get them caught up you know just kind of meeting and where they are type of thing but i always forget about rti time i forget about planning for that right because it's like just uh, an extra 25 minutes of my day yeah that I kind of forget about sometimes because it's not my core instruction area. It's just like this other thing that I have to do. <laughs> so sometimes it's like, Oh, right. <laughs> what, what do we, I had kind of got everything else planned and then we don't have RTI on Monday, but it's, it's Tuesday through Friday. So kind of like yesterday I was like, Oh yeah. Um, what are we going to do for our audience? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's a it. thing. Exactly. I sort of forgot about that part. I always forget about that part. Like, I plan really good for everything else. And the other stuff is like, because I talk to the language arts teacher a lot. Like, hey, what are we doing? What do you guys do in class? How can I adjust that for my class? You know, what are we doing there? To try to give extra oomph to what she's already doing. But I forgot about that after break. And I was like, ah, <laughs> and I have like a little notebook with like my ideas and I have some set projects that I do like the commercial thing that I talked about a few times. Like that's one thing that I do like all the time, mm-hmm. but like, I just kind of didn't remember where I was in my RTI life. Like <laughs> what is what's next? What did we just do? Where am I? What's going on? So that was another brain turning on moment of, Oh yeah, that's another thing I got to get ready for. I have a plan now, though. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's all right. It's all good. Okay. Well, that's, you know, all good. It, you plan, you work the plan, and then you change the plan, and then you, you know, go from there. It's true. But I just had to kind of reorient myself. And I was like, um, what am I doing? Wait, wait a minute. So I got our next. I kind of told them today kind of what our goals are going to be. Like, what are we aiming for? Right. We're going to be doing informational writing that's going to be our area of focus now informational writing and reading nonfiction, like how to read it practicing reading it this is also good test prep for in a few months right so kind of getting some of that started so reading nonfiction, like short articles not like textbooks right like <clears throat> but short article reading kind of the characteristics of nonfiction and specifically informational texts and then um like how do you kind of construct something that is informational? So we will construct some sort of informational piece to share information with other people. That's what we do usually. And I like to do, I think I mentioned this before too, but 
I like to do um, short like video projects for this. Yeah. Because yeah. they do they do a lot of writing in writing class. So we try to switch it up a little bit and make it more. I don't know. It's more fun. They like it. It's more fun for them. And number two, the pressure of like writing a paragraphs is they don't really, you know, that can be hard for certain kids to deal with. Like, and writing informational pieces are, is difficult because you have to collect all the information and then you have to organize it and then you have to write it. So if you can do uh, the, I like the video projects because now it's a group effort and we can focus things on, you know, each person can share the tasks a little bit, but then we can still focus on the important parts and then like how to deliver that part. Right. And then, you know, plus some of the kids get to do cool stuff like do the video edit because they do all the video editing and all of the scene stuff, right? I kind of just act as like producer slash director. Like, okay, yeah, do that. And they kind of do like the rest of it. You know, they kind of come up with a, I let them come up with as much ideas as possible and kind of be in charge of it. And I'm just kind of like the background guy. <laughs> like, you know, because I like, well, you know, I just kind of ask questions like, well, where do we put the camera for that? Where do you, how does this need to look? What do you want it to do? Plus, that allows us to organize our ideas more visually, right? So I, I do a lot of like, um, I try to focus on like other ways of organizing information in this class, like instead of like your traditional outline format, we try to do things like storyboarding or we use note cards or something like stuff like that kind of different ways to organize your information. Cause some of them like think very differently and especially the, you know, storyboarding, we can just like draw a couple pictures and kind of, this is our plan sequence and then we can follow it. It's just another way to get them to think about how to organize and, and stuff like that. So that's why I like to do that. Plus, it's really fun. And then we show the rest of the classes, and they like it, so it's good. <laughs> Aha! Yeah, there you go. Aha! <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I like that idea, too, because, again, like you mentioned, like you're tapping into a different type of not just, like, learning, but just a whole new skill set for them to, to flex and to see... Um, that maybe they haven't experienced before and to put together pieces yeah. of the puzzle completely differently than, than they do to every single day when they're in school. Right. It's kind of not necessarily completely out of left field. It's just, yeah, it's still close it enough different. that it's comfortable that they can do this, but it, it is just like, Hey, like we're going to, we're going to approach this a little bit differently um, and get out of our comfort zone. Just, just a little bit, right? Like not this big massive step. Yeah. And it's cool, and it can be really collaborative, and and they can get a lot of stuff out of it that way. Like when we edited our commercial, we just, um, we I mirrored the screen of our iPad up to the board, and I was like, "All right, do it, just do it right now in class." So they they did it. I don't ever touch it. They do it all, and they asked for input, like, "Oh, hey, should this, you know, this little section should it be here or here? How do we move it around?" So again, how do we organize this to make it make sense? Right, because even in in that 
that's a persuasive piece technically, right? But even in that aspect, you're telling there's a sequence that has to happen. And how do you put it together so that it makes sense so that your audience understands what you're telling them? Right. So like, it's a good, it's just, a, it's, but again, the, instead of like writing it down, they're physically moving a piece of media around and it, you know, sometimes your brain needs to see it that way instead to be like, Oh, well I want to put this piece here instead of there, or this needs to go like that. It's just another, it's another way to think about stuff that, might reach somebody else instead so it's fun yeah yeah i like I, it and and it goes it goes along with a lot of our author's purpose stuff and then we can hit lots of like small things in there with that so it's fun so informational last year we made like how-to videos you know yeah i think we'll do that again because it's relatively it's not too complicated. It's not like a video essay, right? We're not going to like come up with like tons of research and like <laughs> make a big like thing like that. But how to videos are cool because again, it's presenting. How do I present my information clearly, distinctly, and then like in the correct order so somebody can follow along and understand what I'm trying to tell them. <laughs> I right, it's kind of that. How do I make this coherent? <laughs> sure. Well, you, I mean, you talk about <clears throat> like a very simple skill. It seems so simple. Just give instructions to for somebody to complete a task. But when you sit down to really think about it and try and come at, come at it from somebody else's perspective, who's quote, you know, never done this before that, that also helps somebody put themselves in somebody else's shoes. Right, you yeah. start thinking outside yourself, thinking of others for others, um, and I, I really like those kind of exercises because, in the quote unquote adult world, literally whatever that means anymore these days, I have no yeah, idea. True, <laughs> but <laughs> I try not to be a part of it. It's yeah. no fun. I don't know. You, you, you do find yourself. I took those Toys R Us commercials to heart. Speed pants. <laughs> <laughs> You do find yourself uh, instructing people very informally most of the time, not in a, you are my, you know, I am supervising you to do this thing, blah, 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 blah. Just people on the street or, you know, people ask directions or ask, you know, how did you make this work or things like that. Like that comes up an awful lot every single day. Yeah. And so it's just, it's good practice, you know, how do you make yourself understood? Because a lot of times I tell the kids this, right? Like I tell them like, sometimes I know what I'm saying, right? That doesn't translate to, you know what I'm saying. So like, don't ever feel like, I mean, don't ever feel like you cannot ask for a clarification, right? I try to be very transparent. Yeah. You know, sometimes I make like, you know, I make sense to myself, but sometimes I get excited and I start going real fast. And I start using like high level vocabulary that I haven't taught you yet. Mm-hmm. And I just start rambling. And then I look at your faces and I see you going, uh, uh, uh. and then I roll back. <laughs> so like, give me the sign and then we can go from there. So it's, <clears throat> I tell them like, sometimes I'm not clear. I think I'm being clear and I'm not. And that's, that's okay. We'll try again. It's fine. Just let me know. That's so I try to be open about that. Cause you know, I've had teachers before that are like, no, you just figure it out. I'm right about everything. Uh, so I don't, I don't want to be that. 
a person. Um, so <laughs> right. <clears throat> so it'll be good. I think we'll try. I told them. I told them about it today, just so we can be like we can start brainstorming about what to do later. So you know, when we finally sit down and talk about like, all right, now we're going to start planning out our project after a little bit of practicing some skills and stuff, then we can really have a place to start and go from there. So that was kind of the thing today. Officially back in school mode. That's a lot of school mode talk. So I will get <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. We love school mode talk. <laughs> Keeps people coming back. All right. Yes, definitely. Everyone loves that. What also keeps people coming back is I uh, also had to be part of a collaborative process of helping figure out. Uh, I've talked before about our our grading online grade book thing system and how completely unwieldy it is. That reared its head again today. Oh, <laughs> so no. like, yeah, there's uh, this weird thing. I'll try to keep this short because it's not super interesting. But it's just annoying. Okay. There, there's this weird like bug in there where if you have a certain setting selected and then you mark something as like if you don't fill out the field for in the grade book section it the com- the program counts it as missing and it flags it somewhere mm. in like a weird sub menu that you have to dig to find and then when you put the grade in it does not unflag it as missing so it does not recalculate the grade because it's supposed to automatically calculate the, it's like a spreadsheet basically. And so if you, it flags it as missing and then it, the flag does not something broke in this thing and it will not unflag it as missing. I'd say so. <laughs> now, if you mark it as exempt or you just put a zero in, it doesn't, do that right it registers well sometimes if you have the thing flagged if you put a zero it it says missing but if you if you have a thing selected and it marks it as exempt right when you add a grade in it says oh here's a new grade now ta-da <clears throat> so now all of a sudden it counts that field in its averaging of the grade system so by the my neighbor teacher who is new this year like she was putting her grade cards are due for the last semester today and she was putting in the last late thing and it like she was looking at them and they were all like these really bad grades and she and then she looked at the fields next to it and like they were all turned in so it was like you know 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 then the average grade was like a c uh what (laughs) Uh. so we had to go in me and this other guy um, cause we fought this last year. We are the, he's the one that figured out it was broken. And then we had to just menu dive to figure out how to fix it. Cause nobody knew what to do about it. <laughs> Jeez. And that was, that was terribly unfun. Uh, he figured it out and then we fixed our grade books last year, but it did it to hers. And so we had to re menu dive slightly and brainstorm about how did we fix that? And so we had to get her stuff all fixed up. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all fixed and ready to go, but oh yeah. 
That's so, it's so bad. It's so, so weird. And I don't know why. I think at some point last year, the system, the program like updated and the update broke something. I think is what happened. Ooh. Because it, it didn't used to do that. And then all of a sudden, at some point last year, it just started doing that. <laughs> Hooray. Lucky you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yay. I love a broken system that nobody actually knows how to use in the first place. <laughs> so it's like... Right. Well, and it's crazy because you think of something just so like fundamental that literally every teacher uses, will use, like you have to overcome, I don't know, something just, just so plain and simple and reliable. Um, and then to break it like that, like, I don't know, like that just, I, I don't see how that would get through their system. When if of all the things that a teacher needs, a rock solid, reliable grade book and grading system is like, yeah, that's the big kind of number one. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. And like the other, like, no, the other frustrating thing, again, I've touched on this before, I think, is like nobody's actually ever been trained about how to use it, like in depth. <laughs> you know, like my, I got the crash course five minute version when I got hired, and that's all I've ever gotten. That's it. Right. And I think it's one of those things that the problem is there's such familiarity with like the two functions that everybody uses. Nobody bothers to tell new people about how, to, how it works. Because they just, like, it's just, like, a thing that they do. And it's one of the things, like, well, you don't tell other people about it. And, like, <laughs> so the, the the lack of knowledge it just sort of gets passed down <laughs> repeatedly to everyone. It's like, no, why? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. It's terrible. So, I don't know what we're going to do about that. But we fixed her thing. So, hopefully, her kids don't just have, like, straight Fs now. So, that. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but it's it's similar to like a frustration that I have. Again, more office ranting. Sorry, everyone. the The other like big thing in my life that just causes me infinite frustration is the copy machine. <laughs> Right. <clears throat> so, so like it's something is always weird with it. Right. Number one, like people don't clear their jobs and it gets like backed up and jammed and like nothing will print ever because it's been flooded with stuff and then nobody knows how to go in there and clear it. So I have to go down there and again, after some menu diving, I figured out how to delete everything that's in the queue. To do it, so I just go and get it out of there. It makes me angry, but like, uh, or people like copy a bunch of stuff and then just leave it there forever. Like, what are you doing? Come on, stop it. But the real thing that bothers me is when it starts not working, like if it's out of toner or the waste toner box is full or something like that. Like, I can't do that. Right. Somebody else is supposed to take care of that. Right. And right. it's the one, it's like the one thing in my day that operates outside of my control. And it's consistently the one thing that lets me down. <laughs> and and I, it makes me so bad because it's like, 
everything else I'm very self-sufficient. Sure. Right? Like I don't need outside help for basically anything else. The majority of the time. Every once in a while here and there I do, but <clears throat> the majority of things I need no other help. I'm a very self-sufficient operating classroom. And so when the copy machine starts letting me down, I just get so mad at it. <laughs> Because it's the one thing, it's the one thing that I can't do anything about, and it's always the thing that's broken or screwed up or messed up. So mess- yeah, it drives me crazy. Like, <laughs> well, I guess it'd be kind of like you know, kind of like if the if the if the copy if the coffee maker right, like if that just every day just squirted a little bit of hot water on your thigh, like or on your face, right? You, yeah, and it's like. Well, it still makes the coffee, but it, I get slight scalding burns every time that, that I have to go make it. I, yeah, like these. <laughs> yeah, it's just so annoying, and I know that makes me sound like a weird, like hyper control freak or whatever. And I'm not really like that. Mm, not really. It's just that I'm like, no, it's just that I'm so self sufficient. <laughs> like everything uh, that I need done, almost everything I need done, I can just do right like yeah i can just do it i can just say if i need like because i need lots of crazy stuff all the time so like i just i've talked uh, the one of the head that i like the top maintenance guys like i know him real well and you know he basically just told me yeah if you ever need anything just go in there and grab it Nice. He's like, just i know you'll put it he's like i know you'll put it back and i know you'll be good with it so just grab whatever you need anytime you need it so if I need something fixed, I just fixed it, right? <laughs> They've got more important things to do than fix my blinds, right? Yeah. I can do that. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like I make a big mess in my room all the time. So I just get the dust mop and the broom and I clean it because I made a big giant mess with rocks in my classroom. So I'm going to clean it up. That's not, you can, you don't need to do that. I can do that because I made the mess. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to take care of all this stuff. So like, I, but the copy machine, I can't do anything about the copy machine. <laughs> not yet, at least. Not yet until you go to not Xerox yet, Repair School. I guess you could do that over the break. That's true. If they have an online correspondence course. Well, part of it's because it's all like automated, right? So if the waste, if the toner thing is out, you just have to let it sit there because it's allegedly sent a signal to the people who like the technology people that like fix all that stuff and then they yeah. can just come and fix it, you know, but like, I don't know if it actually did or if it, you know, it's a whole nebulous concept of, is it, did it actually do that? Is it, is it actually working like it's supposed to? There was one time last quarter though, where I did just get frustrated and I just went to the central office and was like, I need, this toner and I handed them the empty one. I was like, I need this now because they have a stash. That's where it goes. It's like sits in the little storage closet thing. <laughs> so I was like, I need this toner because it'd been out for like a week and a half and nobody did anything about it. And I just got mad and was like, all right, I'm fixing it. I don't care. Give me ass. <laughs> Uh, oh oh well toner problems well hope they are they're terrible 
How's your office going? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually uh, went into my office for like the first time in like uh, three months. Yeah. Something like that. And so I, I was all like, Did you remember where it was? <laughs> Vaguely, yeah. I just didn't. I, I couldn't. The problem is, I just don't. Rem- I, I could not remember like who some of the people were. Like some of like the the main office people who they're they're all really nice. The problem is I just couldn't remember who they were. So, um, yeah, I I went up there and everyone's like, "Oh, hi, Aaron, how's it going?" I was like, "Oh, you pull out the old hey you, how's it going?" Sort of. Um, <laughs> there are some other people in there. Thankfully, they're wearing their name tags, or else oh, I would have yeah. been a little bit. Uh, little bit kind of um, out of my element, but I was like, oh, hello, person, which you are. Hello. Yes. So it was, um, I kind of, I, I definitely panicked. And, but thankfully everyone was all really chilled, but they, they took a lot of the um, like maintenance stuff out. And so all the printers are kind of like, not the right ones and so i'd be like um excuse me um but where is this print to and they're like why like shouldn't you know I'm like well i should but i well, haven't I been here forever i've been at home so, so i don't know what this is or where this goes and they're like oh yeah it just goes over there and i'm like thank you for not yelling at me because i <laughs> have not been here forever <laughs> but they're still apparent we're still apparently losing our office but it's i, I haven't seen anything um, promoting against it, so. Uh huh. Yeah. That's what uh, that's what it's been like. Like I said, I, I just went for the first time in like several months, and I'm like, ooh, oh, um, who are you people, and what are you doing? Like, oh, you work here. Oh no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot. Please Show forgive me. me. I'm new at this. <laughs> that's what, that's what they do at the. Um, that's what they do at the Tulsa office. It's a much bigger office, and they're always like, "Why haven't you signed in?" I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't. They don't have to do that at my other place. You're not at the other place." I normally interview people in pig fields. Okay, leave me alone. I don't know. <laughs> is here to do my job and oh you're, yeah oh, i'm crying now oh yay um but yeah it's it, it is a vastly different world down there but i just kind of do my own thing show up and then i leave not get yelled at so Always that's been other than that, not kidding so, that's how my work life has been at least excellent i'm glad you remembered where your office was this is i was worried for you it was a struggle, but that's fair. Yeah. What else you been up to other than that? Um. Well. Um. Celebrated the big three zero. Oh man. Um. Your back hurt yet? You just like wake up and go. Oh. Well. It. So we we've actually disconcerting when your young brother is thirty. Like ah. How does that make you feel? Old brother. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It, uh, we we've actually been like even before the New Year's, we were actually like working out, you know, excessively and being more proactive. But it's I haven't like truly worked out worked out since high school, um, or even like since college. But I was like, I know what I'm doing, and like, oh, my body can't do that. Yeah, oh yeah, surprise I, <laughs> um so we happy 30th birthday your knees hate you that's what yeah i uh, shall be mixed one of me every day it's like oh look how old you are I'm like ha what'd you say i'm losing my yeah. but new year's um we went down to downtown tulsa went to a really cool sushi restaurant and nice you know and you know they had sushi uh then we went to the um Cherokee Casino in Ramona and uh we listened to a live band and we hung out with um Kelly's dad and stepmom cool. until the New Year's and so I was like, Huzzah, we had New Year's, now I'm tired. Yeah. But then we we went back home, um, in which I had a unfortunate unfortunate curb accident oh yeah um, yeah so it, it was raining pretty hard like all day and it's it's in a part of the town where i just don't spend a lot of time and we're we we, we went to um whataburger and then we we were leaving and i was driving down the road and it was wet and i did not see this gigantic curve until the take like right at the split second i turned um still many control oh, no. of the vehicle and i did not uh i did not jump the curb or or anything like that i just like hit it and like ricocheted off Ooh. um still still maintaining but it left a nice little uh kerfunk um had a very nice um sounding uh vehicle afterwards in which i took it when was that monday and the diagnosis was that i hit it so hard that it broke um the engine off of the um of the engine mount whoa what yeah so i figured tie rod ends a arms that kind of thing control yeah thankfully not yeah, definitely so, not. Engine mount ripping is not good. <laughs> so it it was kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So they 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 showed me that um, that set tire, and they they pulled the thing off, and they're like, "Hey, here's the thing," and I was like, "Whoa, that's not supposed to be there." And they're like, "Exactly." So it it like the engine had like broken off. And it was like sitting on the oil pan and one of the exhaust thing about bobbers. Oh, um, no. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say manifold, but that's not right. Um, so um, they thankfully they fixed it. It, it took uh, it took them like a good four hours. Um, it has a really mount on there, or what they do? Pretty pretty much. So they um, yeah, four hours and four hundred and twelve dollars later. Um, Yo, know, I was expecting that to cost a lot more. That's not bad. I am, I am <laughs> no, shocked. no, it is not. 
That's pretty good. Colin's mad at you right yeah. now that it only goes your <laughs> So angry that you had your engine mounts re-welded in my... <laughs> only only one. So it, it had hit it so hard on the, uh, the right side that it just like shattered only like one corner of it, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. It probably twisted it. Yeah. Right. And so it probably twisted that frame a little bit and popped that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it like broke in like two different places and like the engine was just like sitting on top of like the oil pan or whatever it is. Still though. And so, and so they, they, they like, <laughs> they jacked it up and like repinned it. And then they like, uh, you could hear them hammering from outside, but they were like hammering like, the good inside. Sign pin like back into place because it was like yeah that's not supposed to be bent um <laughs> no. and but it act, it actually sounds um a lot smoother <laughs> it sounds better than what it did before i got my wreck so See, i don't hey, know if there it was go. just a big uh awesome uh, perfect just a big big win in total but yeah, yeah. um so they did that and then we kind of went on a well we took shelby's car we went on an adventure to stillwater and we took her friends uh who were from alabama just kind of um around kind of you know saw some oklahoma sites mm-hmm. um and so then that then i've been been working my my tail off it's been an absolute mayhem of a week um <laughs> with, with some things and so i'm kind of trying to play damage control as best as I can. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of plugging along as best I can. Um, but that's kind of been my, or our week down here, not a whole lot of, uh, you know, there, you know, there's, there's some, I'll wait till next podcast to kind of talk about some, um, I don't want to say like, there, there, nothing big life changing is happening, but there might be an opportunity to, um, move up and out. But I'll save that for next week. But other than that, that's kind of what it's been. Um, that's all the the new festivities down here. We still have Christmas decorations up, and um, heck yeah, same. Sorry, Susan yeah, informed yeah. me that we're not taking them down anytime soon because they're hey. lovely and she likes them. So, all right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, I mean that's that's what we've been been heading along pretty good here. Just it's raining now, obviously. Oh yeah, all day. It's Is that snowing yet? <laughs> Not yet, but that's pretty, it's supposed to freeze tonight, so we'll see. Yeah. Oh wow. But yeah, that's um that's what uh that's what's happened here in the uh, the Oklahoma area. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, Colin, other than finding exciting creations of children, what have you? Uh, eh, what? I miss. Colin's children are messy. <clears throat> yeah, they're making they're making <laughs> concoctions. Um. Yeah, I went into my office. Uh, more office talk again. Uh, this is what the listeners tune in oh, for. Man. Um, there we go. Well, I have some media talk we can do afterwards. Oh, so sweet. Well, I'll go quickly. Review then. Uh, no, you're fine. It's I'm, okay. I, I enjoy the media talk, too. Uh, <laughs> no, 
it was a um I had to go in for we're doing like monthly check-ins with everybody kind of in my group just to see how everybody's feeling um making sure we're all on track all of that good stuff so um it was it was interesting again to be to be in the in the office um be in amongst people um was your printer working you what <laughs> was your printer working <laughs> my print my printer was working i did not have to use it um, oh that's good <laughs> but it did it did make me think of this um i don't know it was it was very interesting because I'm, I'm so used to i don't know not interacting with people at my work like in person that whenever i do see them all of a sudden it's like oh yeah like i can like talk to you and like you know like, it's actually really nice no. oh yeah but i don't want to <laughs> no 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 it's nice to talk to other people um but i also if you say so <laughs> most days most days but yeah, i also same. started to um pull pull in uh some more of my office stuff um, from my work office to bring to my home office just because it's like, well, you know, yeah, I brought, I took everything there so I wouldn't have to have it here at home. But now, you know, a year into this, it's like, well, I actually do yeah, that. You're at home more. <laughs> yeah. I'm at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so I need to, you know, um, <laughs> get this taken care of. So, Anyway, that's uh, it's it nice to kind of pull in some books and pull in some more papers and some notebooks and some pens and things like that and bring those home and kind of get those set up. So it's not quite so bare bones here at at the home office. Um, but it did. I did <laughs> as I was like carrying out this armful of stuff. I was like, "Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not I'm not like leaving, <laughs> leaving. I'm just you know just restocking the home." <laughs> So, yeah, that's uh, that was good. It was good. I like, I do like going into the office infrequently now. Um, I have decided that it is a nice change of pace, and that whenever there are things that really have to like, really, really get done, it's a nice break from just working at home, and it's a place that I can really seriously focus. And it's, oh, yeah. it's it's turned into this like when I'm there, it's a very special occasion, and I I can get like yeah, I get so much more focused work done when I'm at the office, <clears throat> and and I'm actually scared that as we transition to going to the office, you know, right now I go into the office one day, and I'm worried that when. <laughs> <laughs> when it starts going into like one day a week or two days a week, that it's going to lose that special patina yeah. that's developed where I'm able to get as much work done as I am when I'm there. Yeah. Um, but that'll have to be something I address moving forward. It's just I, yeah, when the time comes, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> when, when the time comes. Yeah. And I think that's just because it's, again, it's like, this is a special occasion. I am here for a purpose and i have very clearly defined purposes when i'm there i'm productive at home but when i'm there it's i'm able to focus so much more than when i am home um and it it feels good whenever i leave it it feels like a very long exhausting day when i'm at the office as opposed to being home 
Um, but it's go, it's good, it's good. So I've enjoyed that. Nice. There you go. All right, so um, question time. Is this is this a Rennie? media talk? Yeah, well, I have two two pronged media. I had some thoughts this week about it. Okay. Uh, number one, chief being that uh, this week, I don't know if you noticed or got the text I sent you, but it was uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's birthday. It was. Right, this oh, week. that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. Happy, happiest birthday. It would have been his, I think it was 129th birthday, something like that's- that. Uh, and so oh, <clears throat> that's cool. Yes. So we had a, we have been watching the movies right here. Of course. Nice. Um, as you do. And so we, we haven't made it through all of them this week, but we watched or last week and this week rather, but we've got through all the Hobbit ones. We had all the Hobbit movies, right? Extended, obviously like you do. Okay. And so my question is controversially, I know a lot of people don't like the Hobbit. You know, that's the whole thing. You don't like it. It's not good. I think they're fun to watch. I like them. So okay. whatever. Um, <clears throat> But I want to know, do you have a favorite Hobbit trilogy movie? Oh. Hmm. Um. And I, I, I realized when thinking about my own answer to this question that my sort of thoughts and reasoning behind it are different from The Hobbit and from The Lord of the Rings. I think that's because they're different kind of tone and how the movies are, you know? Like, The Hobbit's more like fun. Like, well, at least more fun, I guess. Right. Uh, it's a lot more like adventure y till the third one when they're all like crazy and Thorin's all nuts. But like, <laughs> they have that different tone. So I think my, my answers are different for both the trilogies. And so I just wanted to get your opinions on that. So are, are we just talking about like, like the Hobbit in general? Like, I want just, just the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, yeah. The Hobbit trilogy. Just don't the Hobbit trilogy, the premise, first off. Aaron, uh, just don't break the premise. It's just, I don't think I was, again, remember how we were talking earlier about how sometimes I'm not the most clear? I think this is one of those times. So, yes, I was talking about the Hobbit movie trilogies. <laughs> no, Aaron was about to go into like, well, there was an animated one done in the 60s that I kind of liked the most. <laughs> not sure that one's a trick, but like... Oh, oh, sorry. No. But the, the, new, the new Peter Jackson Hobbit trilogy... I want to know, do you have a favorite one? Or do you not even like them? Because I know some people don't like them. They poo-poo the idea of the Hobbit trilogy. They're like, oh, we don't like it. It's not as good as the Lord of the Rings. Because they added a lot of stuff. They did stretch it a bit, right? And so, like, when I say a bit, a I mean bit. a lot. But, a lot. <laughs> you know, I think at face value for what it is, I think it's... I think they're fun movies to watch and I like them because I like the universe. And again, that kind of thing we've talked about a few times before, like the setting for me, like uh-huh. kind of makes a lot of that stuff. Okay. Because it's so good and I like it so well that I can live. Oh no, I have to live in this universe for 40 more minutes. Oh, how terrible. Uh, like, you know, I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you have a favorite Hobbit trilogy movie. So I, as a whole, um, did not like the Hobbit trilogy um, See, at all. <laughs> and uh, I think my biggest beef from that is, I think, as you just touched on, is the Hobbit book is 
very kid, like very kid. And then the movies came out and they did not feel like they were made for children. See, I think there are lots of that aspect still there because a lot of the way that the dwarves act seems very. I, I, I definitely can agree with Colin because like you, but you don't really see that like in the other three, because like the first one where they're doing like the introduction of the hobbits or uh, Mm. of the dwarves, like that's the only real time, like the, the goofy silliness comes out. And you don't think the barrel riding thing from the second movie has that? Like, okay, that's the only other time I can think of. Like, I feel a lot of and, that in there. Yeah, because like it's it's got the like the little quizzical you know stuff in it, but I like there's not. I I I like the Hobbit movies. Um, I I do think that they are different. That they are a little they're they're quirky in their sense, but I think compared to the books, even though I've only read partial of them it, there's they're more whimsical and they're more like musicy musically inclined i guess that's the word yeah um in, in their you know thing that they talk about but i i like them because they they, they do kind of have that sense but i do kind of see where colin's coming from i think i think here's the thing if they wanted to have the whimsy they needed to do the whimsy they did not need to also bring in the seriousness of the other three films that's where I get off track with these is that there's this incongruity that they try and have it both ways. If they try and have that feel the serious tones, the dark nature of the move of the, of the first three. And they bring that into here yeah. while also doing barrel writing and ridiculous dwarf stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, I can't, I like the last one, the battle of the five armies, like, yeah. So desperately wanted to be Helm's Deep over again. But it was it was so hard to take that seriously and really be in that moment, given these other moments of extreme levity that didn't match the characters that I was seeing on the on the screen. So yeah. I, I had really had a hard time and and <clears throat> did not like um I definitely did not like the Battle of the Five Armies. If I had to pick one, I think it would be an unexpected journey because the story arc at that point is so small and the world that they're in is very small that they don't get all these threads way out there and you don't quite get to this serious, weird nature that they try and take it to um, at the later ones. Um, With that said... It is a toss-up to me because of Desolation of Smog, because I love Smog so much. Um, it's just... I, I think I like the, the first one the best. Right. Aaron, thoughts? Uh, I didn't know to think. The, the, the first one is definitely kind of the, you know, like, the, oh, the, ah, you know, this is magical and Lord of the Ringsy. Um, it's kind of it's a little I don't say like not ruined that's not the right word um but it's the second one kind of like a little like oh you know it's a little different kind of pace I I like I, I do like 
the Battle of the Five Armies just because it is just kind of chaotic and you know, what is going on kind of thing. But I, that, that's kind of me and the little corpse that I like of, of it. I, I would probably still have to say the first one is, is my favorite um, because that, that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movies. And that's whenever you think of The Hobbit, you think of, you know, an unexpected journey of kind of this is the start. This is what everyone quotes the most of. Um, unless you're um, Bill Connolly riding on top of a, of a pig. Yeah, um, I don't think any, I don't I don't think anyone can really top that. But that's pretty uh, it's, yeah, it's, to me, it, it's still it's still kind of cool of, of whatever aspect it is. Yeah, I think I agree more with Aaron. Like, I think this, like I was thinking about, I think the second one is my least favorite. And again, like, when I say least favorite, it doesn't mean it's not, I don't think it's good. Right? I'm not like, oh, it's terrible. I think it's like, I just have to put them in some kind of order. Like, I would still rather watch it over, like, many other movies. Right? But I feel like the second one, for me, it's just, it's one of the, it's one of the only ones that, like, just feels long mm. you know what i mean because like yeah. they're all very long because i want i like the extended versions because i like all the other stuff but like that one to me like feels long because there's so much in that movie <clears throat> right like the battle of the fire armies is is i think it does a better job because it's basically just that part right the whole arc of that story is basically just the battle and right before it and right after it. So it's just like one event. The whole movie is basically one event. Now that, that, that event, I see how Colin can like, it's a little much sometimes you're like, are we still going? What's happening? But like (laughs) it, it's at least makes sense. I feel like the second one is, even though I like a lot of parts of the second one, there are a while where you're like more really more random characters we have to t- what more sure. story arcs oh my god <laughs> why is it so and so i like i feel like that one is the the most just like oh my goodness what the heck is going on here sure and i i like i think i would have to agree that the first one is my favorite just because of it is it's much more concise there's like a whole story there the whole thing is the it's very orderly, like do to do to do. Starting the journey is very fun, right? All the doors come to the house and all that stuff. And the beginning and the introduction of that that group of characters, like that main ensemble, is mm-hmm. interesting. Even though there's like so many dwarves that you're like, dwarf number three. Mm. Like I literally don't know who you are, but like <laughs> <laughs> I only know like four of their names, and I yeah. <laughs> like there's. So many. That's the 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 my biggest problem with the the Hobbit trilogy is there's so many characters that I don't care about. Yeah, like all over this. Right, there's so many doors, and I'm like, yep, you're there, and you're there too. And they try so like half of them. Half of them are just like, who are you? What's going on? You don't. I don't even know your name. Like I want. I get to the end of the third movie, and I literally have no idea who you are. Like what is? <laughs> I, I was. I was kind of taken back. Um, I can't remember if it was in the second one. I, I guess it wasn't the second one where, you know, 
oh, elves are here. Oh, and there's like like yeah, and there's oh, there's more forest elves. Oh, and then here's the Lake Town people. Oh, and hello Bard, and like oh, hello like. I, I, I will say it is it is kind of cool that um, Thrandriel, the the elf king, yeah. uh, he's actually from Oklahoma, so that's kind of dope. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Yeah, again, I'm not. I'm not saying these characters are bad. I'm saying like, why are they all here at the same time? Like, who are you? Yeah. yeah. So like, I can get that. Yeah, it's that's my thing with the second one. Like again, I like the second one. But that's the only one to me that actually feels long, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and that you feel the three plus hour runtime of that one. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, the rest of them, you're like, oh man, it's almost over. What the heck? That one to me, at least, like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. And again, there's lots of good parts, but some of the connective tissues, like, okay. And I think that one is really hampered by the problem where there's, there's a lot of dwarf stuff in that one, like tons of it. They're all over the place. And there's so many dwarfs. I'm like, who are you? What are you right. even doing? Do you even have, do you even speak in this movie? Right. Like, you know, and that the extended versions do have some extra, like, oh, like here's some more character, but you're like, mm, I don't know. Who you are. Okay. <laughs> it's not helping. I actually don't care about you. Yeah, and again, as much as I do like Smog, and I think, you know, I do like seeing him on screen. The the all the Lake Town stuff, I could really care less about. Um, and yeah, like it's uh, cool look, right? It is, it is. But again, I I distinctly remember the scene where the not the king, but whoever it is, he's trying to run away, and there's gold Mm -hmm. and stuff spilling all over. And again, it's like. It's supposed to be, I guess, funny or comical or amusing, but it's just not. Yeah, right. It's just it's not even like I, I don't. I never laughed at that or thought. Yeah, I was just like, oh, <laughs> they're trying too hard, right? They just come across as trying. Way well, too yeah, hard. and I mean, it's it's hard to balance because like some of the themes that they deal with, like like Thorin's arc, is very rough. You know, that's kind of a deep dive there yeah and you, it's weird it is kind of hard when they try to balance like that arc with like you know the rest of how the dwarves are presented right like and then there's thor and like going crazy and like being all weird and <clears throat> bad guy right so like yeah so what about the lord of the rings trilogy then oh i i was afraid you were gonna follow up with it yeah i had to follow up now I'll I'll at least start with this. The reason I brought this up, interestingly, is because the it's weird to me that the reason I like the first Hobbit movie, the Unexpected Journey or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, all the reasons I like that movie are basically all the reasons I don't really like the Fellowship of the Ring. Well, I because like in the Fellowship of the Ring, I feel like so much there's like so much and like nothing really happens. Like, there's a bunch of cool scenes, and, like, the ending is really cool, and all that stuff, but the rest of it's, like, okay. Like, it's, to me, out of all three of them, in context of the three, that one is the least for me. Like, but it's weird, because all of the reasons that I really like The Hobbit kind of transform into all the reasons I really don't like 
the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> well, I think I think they're again you're you're viewing them all in context of each other as a trilogy. Um, well, yeah, right. Like so, well, yeah. Because I I agree. Like the Fellowship is insanely boring. Yeah, if like it's of, again, it's good. It's but really it's like good, yeah, it's well to done. me, it's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> But, so like I don't know. Yeah. So uh, I'm my my favorite is the two towers easily. Yeah. 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 Easily, that's the best for me. Like, there's like because they do a really in that movie they do a really good job of balancing all the different stories that are happening at once. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> it always feels like where unlike in the second Hobbit movie, which name I can't actually remember. The, oh, the Desolation of Smaug. Like, I feel like sometimes the different, when all the characters are in different spots, you don't get a very, it's like uneven about where you are, right? It feels like you spend a lot of time here, maybe not as much time with these other people, you know? <clears throat> in the Two Towers, at least from when I view it, I feel like it's really balanced. Yeah. And it really moves the story really well because it's, you're here. Okay, now you're here. Now you're back here. Now you're over there. Now you're over there again, right? Like it moves. <laughs> yeah. You know, it moves really well because there's so many different small elements and they spend like just the right amount of time with them until you cut back someplace else and then go there and then go there. Plus, I think Helm's Deep is the best battle sequence out of any of them. Hands down, without a doubt. Done. Yeah. Full stop. I don't care about like Pelinor Fields is good. That one always like Theoden's little charge thing makes me tear up like literally every time. Don't don't even yeah. like it's like no what what's that over there? I'm not <laughs> oh like <laughs> I think I think but the like, Helm's Deep yo that's so good <laughs> because because you know the odds yeah and and what's at stake and then plus just to watch for however long that scene is just like an unrelenting full on siege take yeah. place right like you know that there is so much on the line for that and then the, the little technicalities mm. of, of the machinery that they're doing and the different tactics that you see being put into place like it just like it 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 you sit there with mouth agape watching that scene um as the onslaught happens it i i love helms deep that makes um the the, uh, the the two towers for me that makes that movie on top of what you mentioned. Oh yeah. Like, each time they're going from person to person, it's also that that time is spent so well at each cut to move, not just the story forward in that piece of the puzzle, but that, that character at that. Yeah. Time, like, like with the Mary and the Pippin dynamic plus yeah. Frodo yeah. Sam plus Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, who's I think Gimli's my favorite ever, but like, <laughs> and then Gandalf over there, right? Like all, then when you get to Rohan, the Theoden, and Aramir, and all that stuff, like it's really it's really love it. Plus, I think the music is great in that movie, too. Like, I just really like Rohan in general. Like, that kind of aesthetic that that plays is so good. <laughs> and also, uh, side note, having been to New Zealand, watching these movies is murder. Like, oh, gosh, why? <laughs> oh, ready to go back. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> now, I, to me, I definitely was going to say um, 
like um two towers was it was iconic but i think like every time i think of lord of the rings i i always think of the the charge of the rohirrim at um at the Pelennor field in 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 the third movie oh man to me that that does catch all of the fields (laughs) that one gets me yeah Um, and that was still gets me every single time i i i think i remember that more um kind of more than anything really um of just of how iconic it was and how like you know, yeah. If if any anything as a kid, if there's any scene of a movie that I want to re- uh, replicate more, it's you know it's that. Um, it, it also kind of to me the um, even though it is you know the, the CGI and all that stuff of uh, uh, what's Midas Tirith, I oh, yeah. I still I think that is still super cool oh no it's really good it's really i I still it's great it 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 definitely kind of shows how large this universe is um and kind of just how like big you know all you know you think you know it's who said it best i can't remember who it was but like uh when they talk about like yeah it's in um i can't even think of, of the scene, but they talk about like, you know, even though this is so big, you know, we, we got to take you know, it, it's at the tail end of the battle of the, the Black Gate of, of how much like, oh, you, you know, there's they've been all this so much stuff and oh, there's more to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, how just yeah. kind of big it all is, but you know, how how, how much a, a little hobbit could do at the tail end. But I, I thought it was just cool just to kind of see because you, you hear all that stuff of, oh, you know, ministerial and, and all this stuff, and then you don't, you know, it doesn't come into you know, its its majesty until uh, the third one, and you know, um, not Denethor, but Thorinir's brother. That that charge when you know Aramir. everything, Aramir, yeah. Yeah, Aramir is is charging in there, and Pippin singing. singing oh man, that, that's song. Right. that that also caught the field, and. Yeah. I think to me, like encompassing all of that, uh, even though I I truly love the um, the second one, I think for me when I thought when I talked about just you know the the full in awe you know of Lord of the Rings, I always think of the third one. I do again. I do like that one, but I think I think my mind still there's a lot of good stuff there, and the. Like you said, they they do a lot. The story really progresses there. I feel like it doesn't do quite. The pacing isn't quite as good as Two Towers yeah. for me. But okay, I see what you feel because there's a lot of very like, like it's even. It does a lot of it feels. You can feel the up stakes. Like you know, Helm's <clears throat> Deep is like high stakes, but like the Return of the King is like that's it, right? Like <laughs> that's the yeah. final. So I think those stakes kind of add a lot to that emotion and stuff, <clears throat> which is cool and. uh Fun personal trivia: uh, The Return of the King is one of the very few movies that I've ever seen multiple times in a theater. So I don't normally go to the movie theater multiple times to watch the same movie. Right, uh, Return of the King. Yeah. I watch. I watch at least three times in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. 
<laughs> well, I think I went with different people, right? Because there was somebody who was like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Like, all right, let's go. Let's go do it. <laughs> <So I was laughs> like, you know, I think that's what it was. It was one of those situations where they're like, oh, man, I haven't seen it yet. Have you? I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I'll go with you. So, like, let's go. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think I think for me it's definitely two towers. Man, those are good. So there we go. I know we're gonna Can watch. You believe that those were twenty one tomorrow. twenty twenty years. I don't want to talk about that. Twenty. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about I that. Can't. That's oh fine. My God, I can. I with yeah. That's <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's insane. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> because 20 years ago is when I first had my, we, we did that, like my friends and I, the first, when they, whenever the, they all came out on DVD finally, we had our first ever uh, marathon. Right. Right, where we just sat down, we went to my friend's house, and we watched all of them. Didn't, didn't back to back to back to back. Colby Smith's house? Yes, it did. <clears throat> yeah, because you, you you picked us at least me up after school, and I was excited because it was like it was like the last day of school, and I was like, oh yeah, I get to go home and do this, and you're like, nope, nope. you're gonna watch Lord of the Rings. I was like, Gotta oh, watch Lord of the Rings. Okay. Sorry, it's good yeah, for you. So you're Smith, welcome. So by the way, we 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 I think we missed the first movie, but because we played it like in the basement, we played like Left 4 Dead or something. Yeah, I don't know. And I, we watched them all. And then we came up and watched it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much Lord of the Rings." You're welcome. I didn't it's know beautiful. this was a thing. It's great. But yeah. So that's yeah. It was a long time ago. That's how long ago that was. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we haven't watched. The, we're gonna watch the rest of. The, we're gonna start watching some more of those this week, but maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure, but I just wanted to ask that since it was on my mind, and we've been going through there, and it was his birthday this week so that's really cool that's fun so <clears throat> there you go more lord of the rings with oh brother there you go we're welcome listeners. i love it <laughs> <laughs> let us know your favorite lord of the rings trilogy movie and also whether or not you even like the hobbit if you do which one's your favorite movie hobbit and do you movie. even know the dwarves names who are they what the heck is going on with them i don't know <laughs> loin um, yeah, one of them's Gimli's dad, but he has like no lines in the movie ever. No. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Mm, that and then the uh, yeah Thorin, Thorin Oakenshield, and then Dwalin. I think it's the only one I know. There was like he's the big bald one that's always like. Oh, and Boper, he's the one with the weird hat. Yeah, there you go. Mm. I know those ones. Dwarf cool. names. Well, that sounds. That's all I got. <laughs> wonderful. Just close out of that one. Yes. Exciting, exciting things ahead. Very cool. Yes, indeed. Yes, in. Very good. Good. I love it. Same. <laughs> That's about it for today. Okay. Well, um, um, what's what's the game plan for this weekend? Sure. Should we end the episode first? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay. Love, love you guys. 
Love you too. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye.